The main thing the marriage taught me is a lot about myself. Sometimes I would have never grown in my ability to truly share and really learning about some of the aspects of my personality that may not be, you know, as great as I would hope they would be. <laughs> right. So you learn that you're not perfect and, but you're perfect for someone. I think that's an important lesson. Welcome to Black At It, the next adventure with Gail and Tia. I'm Tia Price. Hey, everybody. I'm Gail Brown. And we're excited again to be back with you today. Gail, I just finished my guilty pleasure. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that is the television show Married at First Sight. Oh, right. You have mentioned that before. <laughs> and, you know, it's just a secret thing. I have been watching this show for really years since it came on, but it finally ended this week with some of the discussions and the feedback and you see who stayed together and who not. And the, really the television show is about they just put people together. They have some psychologists. They find people. They put them together. And the first time they see the person is at the wedding and they get married immediately upon seeing this person. And at the end, you see who, after eight weeks, decides to stay together and go forward or who gets divorced. And it's really fascinating because one of the things that I noticed is people come into this with different ideas of what marriage is and right. they have different expectations. And during this period, they're trying to figure it out. It could be expectations around looks. It could be expectations around how people behave. Mm -hmm. And you really try to see, can I be with this person for the rest of my life? It's just, okay. it's really fascinating. I mean, there's no dating. They just show up and that's it. Okay. That was my question. Is it like, do they show the courtship at all, but there is no courtship. It is boom. You're at the chapel, you get married and then they show what happens afterwards. Right. They <laughs> okay. go on like a honeymoon and mm -hmm. they, you know, spend time in an apartment and they just try to figure out, can they make this work? And it's based on what these experts, you know, found in each of them, but can they make it work? And I just started thinking about that. And I wonder what really goes into a marriage lasting a long period of time. You know, there's ups, there's downs, there's expectations. Both right. of us are married, you know, we know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it just got me thinking about that. And do you need to build a foundation before you get married? Do you need that courtship? Do you need those months or years of getting to know each other before you say I do? Do so, any of these couples make it? No, they don't. You know, some people choose to live together. Should you okay. do that? No, this is, hi, my name is Sam. I do. That's it. It did that. <laughs> That's it. And, and you move from there. Wow. So it's really, really a difficult thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, there are key ingredients that make right. a marriage last. Right. And so I'm so glad we have our guest today because Tia, like you said, we're both married, but our guest today has uh, been married for over 30 years. So she is a veteran, <laughs> a marriage veteran. And so I would like to introduce to our Black Addict listeners, 
Dr. Dion Ledford. Dr. Ledford is the superintendent of Roseville Community Charter School District in New Jersey. She's a mother of two and has been in the field of education for over 32 years. And like I said, she's a marriage veteran. So I'd like to pose some questions to her. So welcome, Dion. Yes. Hello there, everyone. I'm We're glad you're here. here. We're glad yes. you're here. Thank you so much. So we were talking about marriage and Dion, tell us how long have you been married? 32 years. So it will be 33, June 17th. And so you got married pretty quickly, you know, (laughs) after college. Right. Not quite married at first sight, which is also my guilty pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) But your courtship then, you did have a courtship. Prior, we had a courtship on the campus of Hampton University. We had a courtship that uh, was full of ups and downs, and and as it should be, we were young and we had to find our way and we wanted to have a good time, and I think we did. And in the end, we decided that we wanted to be together. And so we were married shortly after, so maybe a year after college for me and two years after for him. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So thinking about that. Tell us, that's pretty quick, you know, to get married these days. A lot of women are thinking, hey, I need to find myself. I need to have time for myself. I need to achieve goals. Right. What were your thoughts in that? Was this a surprise or a plan or (laughs) was this, you know, your I didn't plan it. I absolutely did not. I did not go to college to find a husband. I did not go to college to get married right after college. You know, I fell in love. And so it felt natural that the next few steps would be uh, after college would be marriage and starting a family and things of that nature. I'd always wanted those things. I just didn't think it would come so soon. And so, but it didn't stop me from moving forward with the things that I wanted to do. And I think that's most important for young women and for young men to really uh, not lose themselves or their ambitions because you fall in love. Mm-hmm. Right? I see. Yeah, that's something to consider because a lot, Many people often lose themselves when they get married. You know, they enter into this relationship, you know, for richer, for poorer, for sickness and in health, but they forget about themselves. Right. So how do you, what's your advice for people? Like, how did you maintain your relationship with Dion? So I think it's important for you to know yourself first and foremost, even before entering into a long-term relationship. I think it's important for you to be confident in your abilities. And, and I think I know from myself, my mom instilled a lot of that in me, but also Mm -hmm. my father played a big part in that because my mom was independent. She had her own career. So that was something that I was able to look to, to model after. Mm -hmm. But my father made me understand my importance and he validated who I was without anybody else. And I really do think it's important for our young women to understand their value because no man puts the value on you. They just add to, they're supposed to enhance you. They're not going to make you happy. That's, you know, you gotta be happy on your, you gotta be happy on yourself. <laughs> 
They're not going to make you feel accomplished. They're not going to make you feel successful. You have to have all of that on your own. And then you kind of help each other to enjoy life and to enjoy the accomplishments and to enjoy the successes in life. But you can't expect that any man is going to give you these things. If you expect that, I think you'll be disappointed. I think a lot of women have been disappointed. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have the rate of divorce. If that's in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you've hit on a couple key things there. I want to just pause on being happy on your own, because yeah. going back to this show, mm-hmm. I just noticed how people had these expectations right. for the other person. hmm to live up to. And I mean, you know, standards, there's certain standards, but things that would make them happy. They had already identified in their minds that this person does boom, boom, boom. This will make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I think, as you said, a lot of women go into marriage thinking this is going to fulfill them. That's right. That's right. I think what we had going for us is that we really didn't have any expectations. I mean, we it's called falling in love for a reason. It's not planned in love. It's not scheduled in love. It, it's falling, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and we were young and we, you know, had a lot of things we wanted to do. And we really ridiculously thought, you know, we were just going to do it. You know, regardless (laughs) of whether we were married or not. And I think there's a lesson in that because it really should be that. Whatever excites you, whatever you plan to do in life, all of those things should not stop because you get married, because you commit yourself to another person. And really what you're doing is you're just saying, I've decided that I can't live without you, right, in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my life is still going to go on. (laughs) My life, you could come with me along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we were able to do. And I will tell you right now, I did not know what that decision was going to bring. I think we were just young enough and naive enough to just go with it. I'm not encouraging anybody to (laughs) go into something without a lot of planning and without a lot of thought. But I think for some things, I do think it's okay for you to decide to spend time with or live your life with a partner and commit yourself to a partner as long as you understand that it shouldn't stop you from doing the things that you really always wanted to do. I think that's a big mistake. Mm -hmm. Well, for you, for example, you know, you got married, you had your first child, and then you went and got your PhD. Right. So you kept it moving. You, you I know. Sure did. I mm-hmm. kept it moving. Was, nothing was going to stop me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he knew that. He knew that. He fully, I don't think he anticipated it, but he knew that I had ambitions. And so I do say kudos to him because he knew what he was going, he knew what was happening when he went into a marriage with me. He knew I wasn't going to stop moving toward my goals. And so I think he just kind of hunkered down and just realized, okay, I'm going to support whatever it is that she wants to do. And I did the same, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew I was going to have to support him and whatever he wanted to do. But so I do think, now that I think about it, we did go into it with 
eyes open where that was concerned. Now, other things, those things we had to work through, but that we both knew. There was not even a discussion about, well, you think I might be able to, well, how do you feel about me? It just never was. I mean, I went for my master's after Hampton. That was a given. And then I knew I was going to go for my doctorate. And then I actually did these things on my own. I mean, I really, there wasn't much discussion. We had a child at that point, my first daughter, Jasmine. So we had her. So we had to discuss how she was going to be cared for when Mm -hmm. I was going to classes and things like that. But really there was no real discussion about, was I going to continue my education? That was, he knew my dreams and aspirations. So, well, that's key you know, part of your success because you married someone who was going to let you be you Mm -hmm. and support you along the way and vice versa. You married somebody Mm -hmm. and let him be him. So I think sometimes we set expectations, which we learned from our previous episode that we shouldn't put expectations on other people, but you know, (laughs) on anyone, but you know, expectations can really be the cause of downfall. I think it often is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because people don't live up to your expectations. (laughs) At least I've found. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You'll be disappointed, but if you don't go in, well, you have to have standards. Now, Tia, you did mention standards, Mm -hmm. right? So that is important. You should Mm -hmm. have, I don't want anybody out there thinking that you don't need to have certain standards. And Gail, you mentioned it by saying that I decided to be with someone who I knew would allow me to be myself. Mm -hmm. Though in and of itself, that is important, right? So that was important to me. Mm -hmm. And I would venture to say that that was important to him because we gravitated towards one another for some reasons, right? So we probably knew that much about each other that we would give each other enough space to be ourselves. Right. So that's a standard, that's an expectation, right? So it's a fine line between having expectations and being, and maybe having expectations that are considered deal breakers. Mm. I think a lot of people have a long list of things that they must have. And that's not necessarily the case that they must have it. And I think when we talk about like a show like Married at First Sight, right, they have a laundry list of expectations and they're like, well, I wanted this and I wanted that. But they're talking to experts and the experts ask them, you know, what do you want? You know, and they list all these things. But as they move through the eight weeks, you notice that only a few of those things become important. And I think that for two people to come together, it's okay to have standards and expectations of how those standards are gonna play themselves out. But I think what happens is you have to decide what's most important to you. And then if you can come to, if you meet midway there and it's all good, whatever your one or two things are and his one or two things are and it all comes together, I think that's where you get the lasting effect. Uh Now, with that, where we're talking here, you're young, you've gotten married, you're in your 20s. You know, as you go through the years, there are these ebbs and flows, at least Mm -hmm. that's what I've experienced. 
Oh, Gail, yeah. Do you have ebbs and flows? Okay. Ebbs uh, and yes. flows. Ebbs and flows. Ebbs and I flows. Recognize <laughs> and you're growing too. You're growing right. in your career. You're growing as a woman. You right. have more experiences. You have other people that come along with that person. There's mm-hmm. just a whole host of things that go on. You have a child. So there's That's some right. things there. What are some of the I guess, characteristics, I I don't know how else to say, that keep you going through those things because they're challenges. It's it's hard. People change. People change. And at least you hope you change, right? If you haven't evolved after 30 years, there's something wrong. But, you know, um, and if if your partner (laughs) hasn't, there's something wrong there too. And so, but I think at the core of it, I think for marriage, when I think about longevity in terms of marriages, you have to really be intentional. You know, marriage is a decision. It's a choice. Mm. You have to choose marriage every day. You have to choose that person every day, even when you don't really want to choose that person (laughs) today. (laughs) I don't choose you today. (laughs) (laughs) Then you have to say, okay, okay, I guess I do. You You really do. Mm -hmm. You have to choose that person. And if you can really think about that, there are more pros than cons, then you choose that person. You know, you'll Mm -hmm. choose that person. But when you start to, to feel like, I think when there are more cons than pros, then you have to make a different type of a decision. Mm -hmm. And I've just been blessed that when I have had to pause and say, do I choose him? <laughs> he might have to look at me. He probably, I'm sure has looked at me and said, do I choose her? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to really weigh, you know, whether or not have there been more good days than bad days mm-hmm. because nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And as Tia mentioned before, there are ebbs and flows. And right. when there's an ebb, when there is a lull, Mm-hmm. Because everything is not happy, rosy, nope. yay, 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 every day. But when you get into, I don't want to say, when you just get into an unexciting time. Yeah, like, routine, almost. Like yeah. Routine. Not it's just, yeah, it's like you wake up, it's like, ugh, you again. Okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> keep it moving. But Are it's not fun. Yeah, yeah th- like the fun <laughs> element of fun may not well, be Well, I think here. life too comes into it. You've got to go to work. Right. you got to do this. you got to do all these activities yes. and things get in and you can lose sight. Yeah. So how do you get through those ruts, if we can call it a rut or yeah. just those yeah, unexciting right. times? How do you get through? Yeah. So, you know, I can't say as I, I'll put it this way. I think you get through them in different ways, right? So it depends on the rut. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rut can be lots of different ways. Right. It could be a romance rut. Right. Or it could be oh, it's just the day to day grind. Right. Like, you know, nothing really exciting happening. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think there's no one way to get through it. But I do think that you do have to have a strong faith base. And that's just, you know, my opinion. I have relied heavily on my faith and mm-hmm. um, prayer And a decision that the marriage is important, the person Mm -hmm. is important, enough for me to do what I have to do in order to make it to the other side. Mm. 
And so I will say that there is a such thing as that seven year itch. There is a such thing as, you know, midlife crisis. Those are real. They're real. And you have to recognize when you're going through those situations and you really do get through it only by, again, you have to choose to get through it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it means enough and you think about, wait a minute, am I really saying that I'm done with this? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Like, you know, you really do have to ask yourself the hard questions about what is this doing for me? Mm -hmm. What is this person to me? And who are we together? Right. And I think when you have children involved, I think it adds another dimension to it in Mm -hmm. terms of your commitment and your seriousness about the situation. It shouldn't be your only reason to ever stay together. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. People think differently. I don't think it should be, but you really do have to weigh what the impact of the relationship is having on your life and on the lives of your children, if children are in the picture. Does that make sense? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So during these ebbs and flows, and as you're growing the relationship years and decades, and, right. and things are going on, as you said, you may be having these other crises happening internally or externally. Mm-hmm. Are other relationships affected by the marriage? And what I mean by that is, Maybe there are friendships that may fall apart Mm -hmm. or maybe you marry someone and that's somebody that others don't particularly care for, or, you know, a lot of things can happen, right? You know, as you're going through these things, I wonder what do you have to have internally to make it through? Hmm. What do you need to do or how do you get through those things? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, just a strong base, right? It's so important. Strong family base, faith base, but friendships, right? So I'll say too, you know, marriage does change relationships. It does. Just the whole art of planning the wedding, even before the marriage, the wedding changes things. So, you know, right, in terms of like bridesmaids and then that's a whole other story. I mean, you could have an episode on that because, oh my gosh, the the emotion that comes into play, you have some girlfriends who fear that you're not going to be the same friend again. Then you have the, some of your girlfriends may feel replaced by this man in your life. I mean, it's, I never expected all of that, you know, we were planning a wedding. I said, oh my gosh. And I will admit, and I hate that it happened, but I had one um, significant friendship that really fell off hmm. because I was getting married. She, and why do you so think that was? Was jealousy? A jealousy? I just think it was a weird kind of jealousy. It was like almost jealous of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, then, yeah, like not being as close, yes. somebody's replaced the best replaced friend, the best friend. Yeah. And I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And that's no one prepared me for that. I mean, and I think even when I watch things with my friends and getting married, you know, there's ups and downs with regard to planning the wedding. And I think I firmly believe it is that shaking of your relationships that it does shake it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And the ones that last, that's why I'm just so blessed to have the long-term friendships, right? Because the, it's the ones that last that tell you how deeply rooted the connection was because it all gets sh- shaken up. But the ones that, you know, can withstand it, those are the ones that were you were supposed to have mm-hmm. in your life or your life, right? It's just sad because I just didn't expect it. And right. I didn't know what to make of it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. And if you think back, you know, I've been married for it's going on 28 years mm-hmm. and I remember planning the wedding and, you know, someone who I thought we were close yeah. and it turned out <laughs> and all it yeah. took was a phone call <laughs> and a conversation that went left. Yes. <laughs> and you don't understand why. Yeah. And I like, I'm just to- getting married. Right. <laughs> Right. And I mean, just ugly acting. And it's just, well, I didn't know where the behavior was coming from. <laughs> well, you know, now that we're talking, it does make sense. And it is something we should be thinking about because you're right. You're bringing a whole new element yeah. into your life. You're choosing a whole different way of life. Right. That person might've had an expectation of you moving into an apartment with them and yes. hanging out for five years yes. or you being available for some companionship that right. isn't now appropriate right. or you're not going to be hanging out to 3 a.m. at the club mm-hmm. and right. your life kind of shifts That's without right. them. That's right. And it can be a sad time and a happy time at the same time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I just didn't expect it, but it's something that I came to understand better over the years. And it's still sad because this was someone I knew from childhood mm. and we did have plans and expectations. See, there's those expectations, right? That we were going to be, oh, we we're going to take the city. You know, we grew up in Brooklyn. And so we were going to get an apartment in the city and we were going to do, you know, lots of things like, you know, so, but we never talked about that. Oh, well, you know what? And then I'm going to get married, right? And I'm going to <laughs> You never talked about that. (laughs) Right. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, coming back then to the marriage, you are still with this person. What do you attribute that to? Is it you selected the right person, your luck, you know, your faith, you talked about intentionality, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people have those things and it still doesn't work out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think there are people who are put in your life for a reason. I think there is a divine intervention, so to speak. But I also think there's also free will, right? So I think that eventually you're going to find that person, but you might have to go through a lot of twists and turns. Hmm. But you're going to end up with the person who was supposed to be for you. It may very well be. Who knows what the twists might be for me? Who knows? You know, but We've withstood, you know, the 32 years, but who knows? I don't know. But I think that there is something predestined. And I do think, though, that we do have free will to decide. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a matter of when you're going to get to the point where you're supposed to be, you're in game, but you may have a lot. Sometimes you might have lots of ups and downs to get there. Because we all have, we're all making decisions all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned twists and turns, and those twists and turns can very well be people. 
Because when you marry somebody, you marry into a family (laughs) and that family becomes your family. That's right. And that can take some getting used to, you know, especially if the family is different from what you're used to. And I'm not saying that it's not a bad thing. It's just something that's different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what advice would you give? You have a daughter who's getting married soon. I do. So what advice do you give her, if you don't mind sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, about getting married, dealing with friendships, dealing with another family? Yeah. So I will tell you that she's experiencing the joy and not so much joy of planning a wedding. Mm -hmm. And on some level, dealing with similar issues of probably her girlfriends, some of whom are feeling, you know, not everyone's in the same place. Not Mm -hmm. everyone is in a long-term relationship, not, you know, and feeling those issues of displacement and where do I fit in? And you're going to leave me and we're not going to be friends and you're going to, you know, go off and have children. And where will I be? Because they're at that age now where they're getting married or um, even a couple of her friends are expecting. And, you know, so they're moving into another phase of life where she has some girlfriends who are just, you know, they're still dating, you know, they're still out there trying to find the right one, which is fine. We're all in a different place in the race. Right. So, but what I tell her most is what I guess I started out saying about myself and why I feel like I was able to accomplish the things that I set out to accomplish And that is to be herself and to be true to herself. And whatever it is that you know you wanted, regardless of this marriage, you still go for those things. Unless you can convince me that you no longer want them or something shifted, you need to do what it is you set out to do. I think she's smarter than I was because she did all of that. She accomplished what she wanted to accomplish, including her doctorate before getting married. (laughs) before having children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I say, well, I think I did a pretty good job. Because <laughs> I have often told her, don't do it how I did it. And, you know, I'm not saying I did it wrong. There's no right or wrong. It was just harder. Mm. It was hard to have a baby, go to school, go to work. It's hard, mm-hmm. but I did it. So I feel proud that I did it. But if you don't have to make your life hard, why make your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of women and I'll say black women that I talk to often say they don't want to give up their independence. Right. They have great careers. They don't need a man. I mean, quite frankly, you don't need a man to have a baby or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You can do some different things. They've even talked about marriage being kind of antiquated or an mm-hmm. old type of institution. Right. And what are your thoughts on that? So I'll start off with the first thing. Nope, they don't need a man, right? For, to sustain them, right? So, and that's something that's important to be able to say, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that I was raised to be self-sufficient. I was raised to get an education, to have a career, to be able to make my own money and to live independently. Mm -hmm. So I know at any given time, I can be, I am Mm self-sufficient. And I think that's so important because that means I have a choice. Mm -hmm. 
So Mm -hmm. I tell my girls, I want them to always have a choice. You don't have to be anywhere you don't want to be. Right. Always have mm -hmm, live your life in a way or or set yourself up in a way where you always have an out. Mm -hmm. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, too, for men, if it, you know, and I say, you know, for young ladies, men know when you can be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. And in terms of it, marriage being antiquated, I think I have to lean now back on my faith as a Christian. I see marriage as a sacrament. I don't see it as a legal contract where I go into this legal binding contract with you because, you know, financially it's going to help me or, you know, at one time marriage was about, you know, um, because women couldn't work. So, you know, marriage was a way for you to be sustained and taken care of. That's antiquated. That thought process is antiquated, but is marriage antiquated? I don't think marriage will ever be antiquated. It'd be as, I guess if the Bible is antiquated then, you know, but I still rely on the Bible. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So I see there's two different things. So I think when they talk about antiquated, I think they should, the idea of marriage being something that a woman has to do in order to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, we're kind of all in the same boat when it comes to just about being an empty nester. We okay. still have, you know, kids at home, but they're growing up and, you know, before we know it, they'll be out of the house. We, you know, your daughter is about to get married, but she's already out of the house, right? She's she doesn't live at the house. You know, the two of us still have one in college, but they'll be out of the house in the next few years. First of all, are you ready to be an empty nester? And yeah. second of all, how are you preparing to be an empty nester? So I'll say this. I think about this a lot because of where we are, you know, in our lives. I know for my husband, he has been ready to be an empty nester. <laughs> And I think that men, and I won't say all men, but I'll say him. He is, thinks about it very differently than I do. Mm-hmm. You know, being a mom is hard, but I enjoy being a mom yeah. and I enjoy my girls and he loves his daughters. He's mm-hmm. oh, he's a girl dad all the way. Right. right. And, the, right. and the girls love him. And so, but <laughs> they can move out. According to <laughs> I think it's just so funny. We are in two different places where that's concerned. I'm thinking about, you know, staying in a house where there's enough rooms for the girls to come back and visit and bring their families and things like that. And he's thinking about downsizing because, you know, he wants to date again. (laughs) (laughs) He's ready for the dating. Uh I said, I think that, that men and women do go through phases where, we're fine. Like when a woman becomes a wife and a mother, we're okay with staying in that role because we know how to multitask. Mm-hmm. And I think for men, they do what they have to do to transition into, okay, husband, father, but they can't wait to become boyfriend again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And so I think that's where we are. Okay. I'm fine where I am. And he's like, would you have you up and be my girlfriend again? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. Actually, that's a great phase because it sounds like 
getting back to the beginning. Right. 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 Because you've gone through all of these rigmaroles and the babies and the kids and the school and the dances and all of those things. And now you're free of that. You're free to go back to, I shouldn't say back, but create a new beginning with just the two of you, which was the intention to begin with. We started as two and we ended up four, six, eight, 12, you know, 26, all of these people. And now we can get back to two, Two. which is just such a great thought. That's a really good thought. He can't wait. (laughs) I don't know how. And it is exciting. Yeah. I'll agree. It is exciting. Yeah. But I think you could sit back and look at, you know, what you two have done. Raised two beautiful children, independent. Right. That's true. Successful. Yeah. And so you guys can go off and just enjoy each other. Oh my gosh. He talks about that all the time. Oh, he's like, oh, we just have to, now it's the dog, you know, now <laughs> it's like, and then, and then the dog has to go. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to not have to worry about anything. He just wants to be able to, you know, this weekend, we're going to get on a plane. We're going to go visit Chicago. We're going to go, you know, we can just go to, he just wants to be able to get up and go. And I mm-hmm. think, I do too. I mean, I, I completely agree. I just never thought about it like that. And mm-hmm. he's been planning for it for, I think he's probably been planning for it for the past 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us, Dion, you know, if you were not married, there were probably some lessons you would not have learned. Mm. Some experiences you would not have had. Right. So what has this marriage that you've been in taught you? That's a good question. It has, well, it's taught me a lot. I think the main thing, and I'm going to separate the marriage and then motherhood, right? Because that sometimes we weave those two things together because they happen to have happened because mm-hmm. of, you know, the relationship. But I think what it's taught me is a lot about myself. Sometimes I would have never grown in my ability to truly share and really learning about some of the aspects of my personality that may not be, you know, as great as I would hope they would be. (laughs) Right. So you learn that you're not perfect and, but you're perfect for someone. I think that's an important lesson. Mm -hmm. And this, there are a lot of people in the world who haven't learned that lesson. And you know it when you meet them and you interact with them. (laughs) (laughs) You find that there are some people who you can run into them again another 10 years from now and they're in the exact same place. Mm -hmm. And I do believe it's because they haven't had to actually stretch. And living with someone, it makes you stretch. You have to, Mm -hmm. right? Don't you find that that's true? I mean- if I live by myself and I never had to really share space, I don't know what I would be like. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's true. I think mm-hmm. it does wake you up to, as you said, hey, I thought I was great with dealing right. with this type of situation and I'm really not. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not he good told at all. Me I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I got angry that you told me I wasn't. That's right. right. And then I realized, you know what, you were right. You're I right. needed That's to right. learn this because it shows up again and again. 
and so, yeah, I totally agree with that. It does even your patience, what to say, what not to how to say it, mm-hmm. what to let go. That's right. All of those things are, mm-hmm. are definitely some lessons that can come from that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't think we would be the same people if we didn't have that the experience of, and I say the marriage, but it's the partnership that is the committed partnership. Because if you don't have, if it's not the committed partnership, then it's, then you can come and go as you need to. And I don't think that that's where you have the most growth. It's the sustained relationships Mm -hmm. that really, in my opinion, cause you to grow the most. Right. Because when you commit to something, that means you have to work. There you go. You have to take care of it. Right. You have to nourish it. Yeah. You just can't just let it be. That's right. But I find that to be the case, even with um, parenthood. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you mentioned the nurturing, right? So now mm-hmm. you have, now the two of you in this marriage have something else to take care of together. Mm-hmm. That extends you even more because now you're caring for something outside of yourself yeah, and outside of each other. And, you know, here's a question that I wanted to ask when we were talking about children, you know, how do you stay a team with your spouse mm-hmm. when something happens with, the child and you have differing opinions on how to handle it. Yeah. Because we were raised differently with two Mm -hmm. separate human beings who Mm -hmm. decided to come together. And then we create this being outside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. another human being. It's not you. It's not me. And so, yeah, you have situations where I've, we've clashed Mm -hmm. with regard to how, we chose to handle a situation or how I felt the situation should be handled. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know, so ultimately where we come to is a resolution that is that we want what's best for the child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So ultimately we've come back together and realize, well, okay, as long as this works out for her, then I'm okay with it. But in the future, I want to handle it. I'll let you have this one. Right. right. <laughs> and it does make a difference too, like with it, we have daughters. And so I've, I've often found myself saying, you've never been a girl, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but I know the importance of his influence on them mm-hmm. because he's their dad. Exactly. And they need that male, or rather they get that from him, then search for it outside the home. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to step back sometimes and let him be the one to handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. And hmm. he had to decide to step back and sometimes let me. And it may not have been, and he's a, you know, believe it or not, they kind of have him a little wrapped around you know, their finger. So sometimes I had to be the disciplinarian, the one who laid down the law and he might've felt like it was too much, you know? (laughs) Oh no, it's not too much. It's actually not enough. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and I'll tell you why later, but right now we're handling it like this. Mm -hmm. And initially that caused a clash because he would feel like, you know, you're taking it too far, you know, you know, oh, no, 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 I'm not taking it far enough. Oh, no. 
Mm-hmm. And then later on, I would find that he would say things like, I understand now why you had to be like that, you know, and it'll be a passing thought. And, and I don't know where it came from. <laughs> <but it's been laughs> <years>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just a quick acknowledgement. It was like passing by. I'm getting right. like, oh, you know, you were right about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I have right. no idea what I was right about. <laughs> I <was thinking> <laughs> appreciate the acknowledgement. That's right. <laughs> well, Dion, this has been a great conversation. And, you know, I think it's great for younger people to hear this as they are, you know, courting and thinking about the next step. These are wise words you have imparted. And I think it's great advice that people can still use today in their 50s, 60s, you know, whatever, for as long as they are married. So they can make it till death. That's right. (laughs) You know, you know, so this has been a a commitment, isn't mm -hmm, it? Right. mm It's definitely a commitment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a commitment. And there are definite benefits and wins. There really are. When you can hang in and you are with that person, as you said, that can provide you the space to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And you can make each other better. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, life is hard. So if you can live life with a partner, who support you and you support him or her, it enhances life. And that's what I think that the message really should be for young people is that we know you can do it alone, but it's sweeter to do it with someone who makes you feel good and you make him or her feel good and you're good together. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that, you know, that folks can kind of look past for our, for our society and for our communities, that they will look past the aspect of marriage as being something that they have to do, or they feel like they don't have to do, but something that is important to do because it is a firm foundation for family. And I think in our communities, we're losing that aspect of family mm-hmm. and families can look different And there's all sorts of families, but the heart of it is love and that commitment to that love, that partnership, I think is what's most important. So if people could kind of just get past the word marriage and really understand it to be what it's, what it really is. And it's that commitment to that partnership for those who are faith-based. The ritual of marriage is a sacrament. It is something that if you do believe in that, it's important to go through the ritual of it. But it's beyond that. It's really beyond that. That's just the the ritual part of it that um, we go through. It's the day-to-day. That's the day. Yeah. But there's a lifetime after that. Lifetime after. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That really, we can end it on that note. That is really powerful what you said. And just again, I hope everyone gets a chance to not only listen to this, but share it with our younger folks, as well as those of us who are still keeping that commitment and going on and on and weathering those storms, because you're right, that whole importance of family, that's just 
something we really do need to focus on. Yeah. So thank you so much, Dion. Thank Dion, you, Dion. Yeah, no, Dion, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing, like I said, your words of wisdom. I'm sure you've given a lot of us a lot of things to think about. And congratulations on your 32 years of marriage. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And yours with your 28 years yeah. of marriage, right? <laughs> so, and I know, Tia, I know your years of marriage, your anniversary coming up in July. Yeah, um, that's and it eight like years. Yesterday that we were at your wedding. So, mm-hmm. um, just, time flies when you're having fun. That's it right. Sure does. <laughs> and that's who. I see that as one of those things where that union is where you were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening today. Remember to join our Facebook Vibe Tribe. Follow us on Spotify, Audible, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And be sure to just look out for us at future events in person. We would be so happy to see you. Take care, everyone. Bye. Oh!